Welcome to the Chase Merrill Podcast. I am your host, Chase Merrill, and we are all about helping people get freed up from what's holding them back so they can build up who they were made to be. On today's episode of the podcast, I have my friend Cody Churchill with me. Cody is an author, a writer, an editor, an author coach, and a podcast host, and he is uh, one of the people in my life who has made an impact and is a part of this 52 Project. I'm so excited to have this conversation with him, and uh, also today... You're going to hear an update of something that is something I've been excited to share with my friends and family and those that are supporting the podcast and what we're doing for a long time. And so get ready to jump into this conversation today, learn from Cody and hear more about who he is and the impact he's had on my life and some really exciting updates to share with you. If you want to help us continue to make an impact with this podcast week in and week out, consider joining our new Patreon community for as little as a cup of coffee a month. You can be a part of helping us get the message and mission of the podcast out to more people more effectively. This is a way that we can come together as a community and you'll get access to behind the scenes stuff, additional resources and content and so much more for just as little as $5 a month. You can head over to chasemerrill.com and click Patreon to jump in and get started. Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by Frontline Coffee Co. Delicious, bold, and expertly roasted small batch coffee for the everyday American. Frontline is not just about coffee. They're about supporting responders on the front lines, courageously caring for the rest of us. With every Frontline purchase, a percentage goes to supporting the brave men and women who are doing just that. Head over to FrontlineCoffeeCo.com and use promo code FREEDUP. That's F-R-E-E-D-U-P, all one word, FREEDUP, to get 15% off your purchase. Now let's jump into today's conversation. Here we go, Mac. My guy, Cody Churchill with me today on the podcast. Welcome, Cody. Hello. How you doing? Not bad. The last couple of weeks have been gorgeous. Yeah, they And have. for someone who's like really gets down in the winter sometimes, this has been unreal. Yeah. It really, it really has been yeah, absolutely beautiful in the, the Pacific Northwest. And uh, we actually, we, we'll have to jump into some of, maybe if, if you're open, some of that world of like the the seasonal thing because mental I, health yeah mental health I have some questions about that um, that I'm excited to 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 ask you maybe in in, in the, the rest of the conversation but jumping into this yeah you're here man because you've made an impact on my life this whole 52 project thing it's 52 conversations over these 52 weeks uh, this happens to be episode 21 and which I can't believe that we're we're 21. actually at 21 <laughs> uh, and I I just in fact I saw a statistic uh, that came out you know or I saw in a video just a couple weeks ago that basically there's like i i don't really know how true it is but who who, who sent it to me i, I trust the source and it was uh, like a uh, i don't know what video it was but anyway one percent of podcasts that start get to get past 20 episodes so if that mm-hmm. is as true as that source i believe to be true like this episode crosses that threshold of us to be in the one percent of podcasts out there that are remaining come on so like it's a big deal it's a big deal you're a part of that Let's go. History making yeah, in front dude. of my eyes. Thanks for being on here today. Um, we have known each other over the last five and a half years. 2017 is when I moved to Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd already been here and lived and raised here for a while. Yep. Um, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about why and how we became connected. But will you just introduce yourself to people that may not know who you are? Um, just a quick snapshot. Like, who is Cody Churchill? in a in a nutshell mm-hmm. and uh like in this season of life wh- wh- where are you at like what's going on just to give people a quick snapshot okay yeah i am cody churchill uh, i'm 27 i have like chase said grown up in olympia thurston county pretty much my whole life except for one brief stint in tacoma that's and right. that's right yeah <laughs> 
and I have been married to Lauren Churchill for almost four years. Let's Next go. week, it'll be four years. Four years, dude. Yeah, that's one of the biggest impacts Chase has had on my life is uh, it was like in the movies you might you might see like Laura and I were kind of thinking about dating and then there was a point where she really did not want to date me and Chase came in one day and gave me some advice about how to approach our friendship and our relationship that really impacted me even though I didn't want to hear it at the time <laughs> but more importantly he talked to her and it was yeah. like in the movies where that friend says well what if you what if you gave Cody a chance or I think maybe you might have said something like what if you never end up end up giving Cody a chance how would you feel like later on in your life and I could just imagine Chase like walking out of the room and then some inspiring music playing and Lauren like looking like he's right because that's exactly what happened is like a month or so later she she um like finally started accepting the fact that I (laughs) I really wanted to date her yeah and the rest is history yeah I I was just getting to know the two of you but had enough time with both of you guys to be like gosh it just feels like this lines up and Mm -hmm. yet there uh yeah there seems to be like there just needs to be a bridge crossed here uh you know and uh and so that was that was in one of those things where i was like i don't really know you guys enough to really worry too much about you uh caring about my opinion right yeah i I had only known you for like yeah a couple months so i felt like probably this like unnecessary confidence with the two of you to be like what are you guys doing like this makes a lot of sense (laughs) this dude's amazing uh this gal's amazing and if you if you don't give this a chance like you you could be missing on somebody really incredible you know Mm -hmm. again god's in you're not gonna mess this whole thing up but like don't don't potentially miss what what could be and uh mm-hmm. to, to see the both of you guys grow into both the man and the woman of god that you are and then together as a couple over the last four years has been incredible dude yeah and uh so thank you for that yeah yeah <laughs> that moment you're, you're welcome and that's one part uh you know i can't tell my story without that uh let's see what else i i said i'm 27 i think i did yep i live here in tumwater now i all my family's here and we are really close tight-knit family um which is cool and then as far as work goes i own and operate a copywriting and ghostwriting business and i've been in that space for almost three years i technically got my start in june 2020 uh operating it as a business but i've done different writing and proofreading and editing things off and on and wrote a book of my own back in 2017 or 18 yeah yeah so that's what i do for fun or not for fun that's what i do for work well for people that understand ghostwriting or copywriting you kind of mentioned editing and stuff like that but what what just what is that like so so people have more of an understanding yeah so what i like to think of it as is helping someone with whatever their project like a lot of people have a business that has products or services they need to sell and so copywriting is about essentially telling the story of their brand and communicating it in a way that resonates with their target audience or their target market and ultimately compelling them into some kind of action whether it's making a buy or at least going further down the discovery process in like if they're maybe a consultant uh, maybe having a free call with them to to start inquiring about like whether it's a good service for them and so you're using the written word essentially to tell stories and captivate and convert and um it's not dissimilar to preaching in a way where you are essentially using the written word and things that you have researched and put together to get people to think and get people to consider a, a different way even and so 
That's the copywriting aspect. Ghostwriting yeah. is basically helping someone write a book. And that could look like a lot of different things from meeting with them and helping them just clarify their strategy. What people don't often realize until they step into the ghostwriter or step into the writing space, like start their book project is just how complex it can get. Like as soon as you really start drafting it, you realize, oh man, one, I have a lot of words to write, but I don't know like what content or what ideas go where. Right. I don't know how to structure this thing. It's one of the most like complicated pieces of writing that you can you can put together. Um, one of the most complicated pieces of communication you can put together. So it requires a tremendous amount of planning for you to end up with the right book and the right story and making sure that you're telling and sharing what you want to share in a way that, again, resonates with your audience and changes their life for the better, ultimately, whether that's connecting them with a new idea or message or connecting them with a new product or service. A lot of people who hire a ghostwriter often have a new career they're stepping into or they are experts in a certain industry, like a thought leader, and then they want to get all their thoughts down on paper. But they're not necessarily good at writing. They're good at communicating. They're good at leading a business. They're good at consulting. And so we work with them. Again, it could be from just coaching, just meeting with them to formulate their content all the way to sitting down with them and interviewing them to pull out all the ideas in their general body of thought and sculpt it into a manuscript that the ghostwriter writes from week to week and maybe gets approval chapter by chapter until they end up with a manuscript that the author is satisfied with. And a good ghostwriter also knows publishers or has right. some kind of like publishing and marketing publicity wing to what they do. I'm stepping into that as well, just with some of the publishers that I know, um, either either self-publishing options or hybrid publishing is what is what it's kind of called, kind of a medium in between self-publishing and like those big publishing houses. So day to day, it's a lot of looking at Google documents, a lot of meeting with people to discuss ideas and writing or editing, or I'm also just getting learning in this season how to get better at sales and marketing and how to get better at business in general. Yeah. I am experiencing this like really strong urge to scale up in my business. So I've been wanting to like bring in subcontractors. And so I have for a few projects and essentially they're doing some writing. I'm giving like the standards of what is expected and then I'm editing what they do and then making sure that it fits the client's uh, expectations and what they want for all the deliverables of it. So that's a whole new territory as well. Oh yeah. So it's, it's like a whole different kind of muscle. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll definitely jump into more of the the writing and the business side of the copywriting and ghostwriting specifically and how we're connected because I'm excited mm-hmm. to share some of that in just a moment. But before we do, what I also want to talk about just in mentioning like the part of the who you are side, you did an internship uh, through the church that we're connected to, Living Water, up here in the Olympia, Washington, Lacey, Yelm, Washington area. Yeah. And that, when I moved up here with Holly and our, at that time, one year or two year old son, one year old, almost two. And then we had Bo, uh, you, I think you actually showed up at my house on moving day. Is that correct? Did you, did you help move with the, the rest? Of, I don't know if you were a part of that group of Anthem students that showed up. You may not have been, it might've been the first years. I'm going to say no, and you probably just were so I'm not taking credit for something. <laughs> Cause I don't think so. You don't remember lifting a bunch of unnecessarily heavy things into a two story house in Tumwater. Okay. I'm sure you've done not that ringing before. A bell. Okay. Uh, you're right. You know what it was? It was the first year Anthem students of that year. And you were, I believe, the second year at the point that I moved in 2017. 
Yeah, I was going into my second year right. okay. to intern in that young adults. Sense. That makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. So, so, but you, you know, jumping in, I was a youth pastor for a couple of years and um, you were a part of the ministry through Anthem in your second year, mm-hmm. helping with young adults. You were also an adult leader uh, in a season with us for your youth ministry. Um, yeah. And you've been a partner in ministry for years as well with that. I mean, you've, mm-hmm. um, you've preached both in our young adult ministry um, and played in the worship team you've done tech and production and and then even in recent um since we've launched living water lacy you've come and you've uh, you've preached for us and been a part of that you were a part of kind of us uh even more officially for a little season you and your your wife lauren lauren was uh our youth administrator um, right. for two years when we first got here in fact she yeah. was the first person like we met connected to living water outside of pastors john and fawn mm-hmm. um, was like texting us and communicating before we officially moved up here so there was like there was totally a connection with the two of you separately and then even more so together over the years but one of the things man i have loved about who you are uh is your love for jesus your love for the word of god your love for authentic discipleship and uh not just like accepting everything that the church does or doesn't do as like just, oh yeah, it's good. Like there's this, I think, really healthy challenge side of you that uh, has got this wise analyzation of, okay, are we doing all of the things like we could be doing or the way, the most effective way to reach the reach people and in, in discipleship mm-hmm. and uh, for, for the gospel? And you've challenged me in that way multiple mm-hmm. times throughout the time we've known each other. You've also really challenged my leadership. There's also been several times, yeah. <laughs> several times together yeah. where the Lord has really used you to be a person in my life that has helped me see some of the blind spots in my leadership, which mm-hmm. I'm so thankful for, because um, not it's not it, it, it's not always that people that are able to do that genuinely yeah. can call call things out, but also remain committed to the relational side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen it very often, and you've been that in my life. And I'm super thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And you're just an incredible communicator. And when you preach and teach, like, I can't wait for it. Like, I I can't. I'm really, even now, I'm looking forward to the next time I know I get to sit down and hear you preach the Word of God. You've had some incredible messages that I have grown from in your times of preaching and teaching. And so there's just a lot about you that's pr- prior to this season mm-hmm. um, that I would say merits you being a part of the 52 project for me and making an impact <laughs> in my life um that stands on its own outside of what we're what we're here for even more so today mm-hmm. um but but i'm really thankful for that man you, you know and you've you've been uh, a friend but a ministry partner in seasons and you and lauren are, are near and dear to holly and i um and i'm really glad you're still in the area because mm-hmm. uh for at least now you know i don't know what the future holds for you guys um this, we're better as a church, Capital C Church in Thurston County. Um, I know the church that you guys are a part of in helping uh, continue to pr- uh, invest in um, in the local Olympia and uh, just four squares of denomination. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just better because of the two of you. And so, and we're better. Holly and I are better because of the two of you. Uh, so, just as an opening thank you, that's yeah. that's a that lays some of the groundwork for why you're sitting in this chair across from me today as somebody who's impacted my life uh, pretty significantly. We appreciate it. And that's the other thing or the other couple of things, I guess, if you, if you look at my Instagram bio, it'll say something like I'm a husband, I'm an author, I'm the operator of a business, and then I'm a pastor. And that is at the local Olympia, aka uh, online, it's the local dot church. 
And that is kind of a, what we call a missional model church in our denomination, same denomination as Chase. And uh, we are the youth pastors. So we have, I don't know, anywhere from 10 to 20 kids each, yeah. each Wednesday. And we are committed to like one, we, we do things a little bit differently than a standard youth group, or at least the ones I went to growing up where one week we come to our house um, <laughs> and pack into our living room and it's chaotic, but we hang out, eat food and study the word together. And then the next week is an invitation week. So we ask the kids to invite kids at school or people in their life to an event. It could be going to the park together, could be watching a movie at the theater. We just went and saw Mario nice. like, last month. Nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we did Puss in Boots. It was awesome. I love that movie so I much. I, I just had to, I I just had to say something <laughs> about it. But different events around the city yeah. and just have fun. No strings attached and get getting to meet kids, I think, who otherwise wouldn't feel comfortable like walking into that like oh youth group can be so i mean i remember i was so intimidated by it oh for sure when i was yeah a teenager and so to answer your question about like being being local and being in the area we are coming to the end of our first school year as the youth pastors there yeah. and we have decided we want to stay youth pastors there until like the oldest kids of the ministry graduate which That's is awesome. three more years i think the oldest is going to be a sophomore this, this upcoming next, school year. Yeah. So we want to we wanna be there for, I think, four years, which is a lot longer than some youth pastors do it. Yeah, I think the, I think the industry standard is still 18 to 20, 22, 24 months. It's, not, it's under two years. So. Yeah, I understand why. I mean, there's so many reasons why I think that happens. Sure. And it's, not, it's really not a knock, in my opinion, against people who that's their story of youth ministry. It's just, we have, we feel like a specific call. Yeah. Like we want to walk with these kids through their entire high school experience and it's going to be special. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of investment though. Yeah. <laughs> it can be so chaotic. Yeah. That's part of it. And the last one is podcast host. Oh bro. So I'm, well, I'm on like episode four. He's on episode 21. Before we jump into that really quick, just <laughs> quick shout out to, to pastor uh, Beth and Peter Green because yeah. they, uh, as, as the, the, the lead pastors and, and the ones kind of heading up the local Olympia, um, they're just, we, we got to be a part of the team uh, together all at Living Water for a season mm -hmm. and uh, they're just incredible leaders and the way that they love their community and are willing to just do whatever it takes to reach people for Jesus uh, and yeah. come alongside people. I just really respect and I love the way that they've like just made space for other leaders like you and Lauren and, and others in their, uh, you know, kind of in your guys' leadership team and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, just, I want to communicate that because yeah. they're special people and, uh, have obviously are a big part of your guys' lives in this season. Pivoting. Absolutely. Coming back to, dude, you have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing on my podcast? You have your own podcast. Uh, I'm trying to steal your audience. Yeah, let's go. Doing, let's so. go. Yeah. Welcome. You're welcome. YouTube.com well slash at Cody <laughs> Churchill. I'll take it. I'll take it from here. Yes. Yeah. Dude, welcome to the, the marketing business side is kicking in. I can feel it. No, yeah. let's talk about that because, uh, yeah, you just mentioned your four episodes, in, but this is going to release in on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, so it'll be five episodes okay. in when this comes out. Right. Cause you've already loaded into because YouTube. your first episode we re you released on the same day that I released our episodes and, oh, yeah. and you're like, wait a minute. This is awkward. And then you jump decided to jump back to Mondays from what I can tell. Which, yeah. bro, I was like, dude, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of podcasts that release I did, on Tuesdays. I did Mondays not because I was like conflicting with you per se. I did it because it would give me one more weekday to do short form YouTube sure, content. Sure, which is great. And, you know, it 
it just felt weird too though yeah <laughs> we yeah. were just both launching and posting on like all these social media yeah. outlets about, yeah and we have a lot of mutual this is my podcast this a lot of podcast. mutual friends and different people but bro like what a yeah there's so many things i can say so name of the podcast churchill's cabinet churchill's cabinet it's a play on uh winston churchill yeah. and how he had a bunch of wise people around him helping him make decisions yeah and so i'm framing it as i'm i'm young in business and entrepreneurship and leadership and all this and i'm trying to bring on people who have something to say who are have some level of expertise in those areas and can kind of guide me and i ask them just a bunch of questions to get all their wisdom and experience like i the one that's going to be launching a day before this yeah. is it's, it's a career coach so he told me like here's here's how you can find better satisfaction in your career and how you can choose the right the right career for yourself and that's valuable knowledge i wish i had 10 years ago yeah but yeah. getting it now yeah so five you'll be five episodes in mm -hmm. uh and what was like the when what what helped you go like okay i'm actually gonna do that like i you know yeah. how, how long did you want to do a podcast to then like what was the thing that was like okay i'm actually gonna step into this now yeah so i'm a millennial so i've always had the dream of starting a podcast in my heart <laughs> since i was a teenager this isn't every millennial's it, every millennial's their dream <laughs> is like one of these days i will be a yeah millionaire influencer with there, a huge podcast yes you will <laughs> uh so that was, it was always off and on through adulthood but i never had any serious ideas for it yeah my friends would be like oh we should start a podcast about theology or we should start a podcast where we just talk about video games or we should record like our our dungeons and dragons sessions and put them on a podcast yeah. stuff like that and i i thought those were all great ideas but then i realized like podcasts are hard like it's so difficult to consistently put them out. And my favorite podcast uh, for a while was Andy's. So Andy yeah. was on, on a few episodes ago. Yeah, he was. He shared about Buddies Never Die. That was like my favorite. I, was lo I looked forward to that podcast like every week. And they were like, he's a professional video editor. Yep. And they obviously have all their lives and, and things going on. But I was like, if even they have to pack it up after like a year or two of consistency, um, what, what, what am I going to do like for a hobby, you know? And so really what inspired it was the fact that it's part of my business now. Right. Like it's part, it's my day job for all the podcasts I've seen. A lot of them, um, a lot of them that don't make it, it's because it's not their day job. Right. And so for me, it's essentially the centerpiece of the inbound or content marketing for my business. Now it's an opportunity I get to network yep. and learn, literally learn more about right. how to be a better business right. owner. You're educating yourself as you're doing it. Yeah. And it's also an opportunity to meet people who right. could use my services or know somebody right. uh, who could use my services. So that makes it a lot easier because I know I can reserve like my nine to five time to get it done. Yeah. And then the second thing was, um, yeah, the second thing, second thing was I have spoken to a few ghostwriters and professionals I admire and the ones who have the most consistent stream of work have a podcast. Yeah, and interesting. I was looking at some of the people in my life who have had a podcast and haven't during different seasons. And it seemed like the seasons they were most successful in business, as in getting the most consistent stream of leads, was when they had a podcast. Hmm. And then you started your podcast. Yeah. And I was like, hey, uh, I really, I really like admire and respect Chase. And he's committed. He's doing this thing where he's going to have a podcast episode every week. And I've already called you out in the past about <laughs> yes, starting have. things. Yes, you have. And so I thought, uh, I thought you were going to peter out, dude. After like a few episodes, I thought you were going to be done. Bro, I don't know. I and don't that's... know. I don't know if there was anybody <laughs> that thought I wasn't. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> Including like, myself. Please forgive me no, for the lack of faith. Not forgiven because it's very merited. <laughs> <laughs>
But I saw you put out episode four and five and yeah. six and so on and so forth until I started looking at your episodes and I was like, dude, we're in the teens now. He's like, he's doing it. Like there's this phase, I think at the start, the launch of any kind of like, whether it's a YouTube channel or podcast or writing a book where you start strong, not just you, but people in general, they sure. start strong right. and then they, it gets tough. Yeah. They, there's a lot of like hoopla around launching a new thing. People will like, like it and comment and give you a ton of engagement on social media. They'll talk to you be like, dude, you started a podcast. It's so cool. Then you put out episode two half as many likes or right. less, half as many views right. or less. People just stop caring instantly. And it's right. not necessarily their fault. It could be the algorithm. Sure. It could be the fact that people just flock to new, exciting things. But anyway, the fact that you stayed consistent and like kept going month after month, I think, I think you were like three and a half months in when I was like, okay, on Monday, I'm hitting the record button. And so started and now you're long answer but there you go no that's great and now you're five episodes in dude yep yeah. and i already have six and seven recorded Let's see that's incredible yeah that's incredible so uh one of the things that i think I, I i definitely want to press into you more just to hear your perspective on um is some of the 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 business side of where you're at now with writing mm-hmm. uh this for me right here i'm about to have a moment where i'm about to share something i have not shared yet from Ooh. a public platform um I did, roll, please. I did share it with my uh, quick shout out. I have a Patreon community. I shared this with my Patreon community uh, just a few days ago. And then a few days after that, uh, those who subscribed to my newsletter. So just like, okay, like I'm looking at the <laughs> camera. Okay. Just a plug for the Patreon community. Like, <laughs> there you go. Like be, be a part of that. You'll get to know some of this stuff early. This back and all that stuff. Uh, but, but man, I've been something that I've wanted to do for a long time mm-hmm. uh, and have even started to do, but like have been absolutely terrified of pressing through it is yeah. writing writing a book mm-hmm. and there was even a season in like right as covid we kind of was kind of starting where i was like okay like i have to publicly like to say i'm going to start this because it'll help keep me accountable which it did for like a hot minute yeah and then and then i realized like i just bit off a chunk of something i had way too big for me to you know with my life and schedule and things i i just couldn't sustain and then felt all of the this has happened several times in my life like you mentioned there's that like you know that start that flashy start i'm doing this and everyone's like that's awesome like way to Uh go and then you have a second you know thing around it or whatever half the engagement it's like the honeymoon honeymoon first you know post this like dopamine and serotonin like surge and i think there is something to the algorithms right because like you know you see somebody like on facebook for example that says like life update like on the top of their thing and it's like you know or everyone sees it right you know something around a kid or having getting married or something where there's like that world or graduated something with with instagram it's engagements too and not announcements like boom straight to the top right and i think that's that's a a real thing Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and then, you know, and so forth. So all that to say, I, I have had in my, in my heart for probably five or six years, um, like this, like I, I want to write a book. And for a long time, there was this, like from a pod, podcast book, YouTube channel, whatever. There was mm-hmm. this, like, yep, so many people are doing this and people within my own sphere, pastors, leaders, you know, people that have influence in the leadership space have, have been there, done that and are doing it. And the thought of being somebody who's trying to do that as well, always created this, and I've said this before, but it just, it's just a reality, always created this like hesitation and apprehension for me of, I don't want people to assume or go like, oh, you're just doing that because you think other people are doing that. You're trying to be like them. Right. You're a fraud or you're perceptions. Uh, yeah. The perceptions of what people, how they would perceive that. Uh, but then in this last season, 
of stepping into the podcast and really seeing mm-hmm. the impact that it's been making. And, you know, I just, I just knew that it was time to step into it in a different kind of way with writing a book. Well, that's where in this last season, you and I have been more connected. And, and part of why you're here today in this season of my life is you have partnered with me to really coach me and help me in the writing, uh, my book process. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I mean, I don't even know if you've got something that you're officially calling it yet, but you know, we're kind of, we've kind of like the tagged service? it <laughs> as like a Cody's, Cody's author school is yeah. kind of where we're at right now. You know, I guess, I guess I can I tried like, to buy authorschool.com, but it was I'm, taken. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure that was gone, but, 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 but you really, you are coaching me in, in, in a form of, uh, writing a book and yeah. walking with me each week and and I'm and I'm doing it. We are I'm I'm writing mm-hmm. this book presently with with your your coaching. Yeah, we your put teaching. down words this yeah, week. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. And uh, and so I want to dive into that for a second. And so like yeah. I'm writing a book. There you go. People that are listening to the podcast, you know, and I'm super excited about it. I think you know, I think as of right now, if if all kind of goes according to plan, it's something that will, you know, be be hopefully launched early twenty twenty four, um, is when we're we're targeting, you know, kind of that that to be completed and available. Um, I'm, I'm loving the process. And also it's still like the most (laughs) difficult, one of the most difficult things I've ever done in my entire life. Gut wrenching. Yeah. And, and I, this was, this was one of the illustrations I've, I've already told you a couple of times, but like, like speaking of like working out in gym illustrations for a moment, which I know you love, like just from our conversations, like you just, I have have years of experience in the industry though. (laughs) Like, my first couple jobs were I gyms. I know. It's very, you probably have more <laughs> gym behind the scenes. I call scene it, I call it the industry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm uh, sick of gyms because of that though. <laughs> <laughs> that's why That's why you're not. There's this writing book process for me has been like going to the gym and the, like, and like not being familiar with the gym, right? Mm-hmm. Like imagining that season in my life where like I came in and I was like out of shape I have maybe never been in the gym before. There's yeah. nobody there to help me. And I'm like coming in and I don't know where to go, what to do. I feel like everybody around me knows what they're doing and I'm the only one that doesn't. And the and the intimidation and the fear and insecurity and then and then so feel that. Right. And then imagine you're naked. Okay, it may not be a great picture, but like that kind of level of like vulnerability and yeah. insecurity and fear of like I'm in here, I shouldn't be. I don't have clothes on. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Everyone's looking at me and I look like a fool. That kind of like has been a little bit of how it's felt yeah. trying to write a book. And every week that you've been helping me and kind of really coaching me with it, I think I've gotten more and more confident and secure in it. Yeah. But there's still moments where I'm like, this is this is really hard. There's so many parallels between ghostwriting and like pastoring. Yeah. Ghostwriting and cause you're, you get to become someone's confidant and you get to like tell them, here's what you should put in the book. Here's what you shouldn't and really unravel their story. Cause that's all, a book is essentially a conversation between the author and you where they tell you stories. Sure. Otherwise it's a textbook. There's no stories. Yeah. Good. Good point. And so one, it's been awesome to like get to walk on that journey with you. And I keep telling you like (laughs) one, your feelings are like super valid. Like they, like that's a real normal way to feel. There's a reason millions of people are sitting on a book idea or even sitting on a full book manuscript that they've never tried to publish. Um, But also those feelings are common. When someone's first starting out in the process, it's exciting at first. And then you realize like, just like I mentioned, this is a long and complex piece of written communication. And it's, it's uh, very few people can like, 
have the know-how and the willpower and the lack of like, I don't know, worry about other people's perceptions. Like, I don't know if I've met anybody who's, who's written and published a book by themselves without any kind of self-doubt, any kind of like period where they just kind of sat there for a little bit before starting on it or publishing it. And so, I mean, kudos to you for getting help and saying, I'm going to do this. Well, and I think that's the thing. I think the real, like back to the gym metaphor, there's something about going and with somebody else that maybe has a little bit more experience and has been there and has, you know, can help you with different reps and different things that you're trying to do, different workout moves and all that to, to come into that spot where I've got somebody who's a, not making me feel like an idiot. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's some of the fear is like, I feel like an idiot. And then to be around somebody who makes, who, who I'm afraid might make me feel like that is just is good luck. Goodbye. I'm not even going to try. Yeah. You haven't done that. Right. And there's that. So you've invited me into that space where it's okay to be um, like ignorant you don't know what you don't know and you're not making Mm -hmm. me feel like bad about that but you're also inviting me into learning more and to stepping into that space and also helping me see like i i actually know and am capable of more than i am giving myself credit for yeah right which is i think such a beautiful part of what you do and what you're doing currently for me but what i know you can do and will do for others but and i already have done right you've already helped other people write books yep um but i think that's huge I, i i just i want to encourage somebody that might be listening and thinking about that to your point, they might, a lot of people are probably sitting on books or ideas for books and that there is such an amazing step to take to just go like, I need, maybe I just need some help with this. Mm -hmm. And there might be somebody out there that's more equipped to help pull me into this and hold me accountable and really give me some of the steps to doing that. Right. That's been so impactful for me as I've stepped into this process for the last two months. Yeah, that's, if you think of it in business terms, it's a huge opportunity in the market is a lot of people think, Oh, ghostwriting project. That means I need to spend four or five figures on this huge project end to end. And they're just going to take some ideas and then, you know, it's not really going to be my book by the end of it, my words. And, uh, one, it is all your thoughts when you, when you like hire a ghostwriter for the end to end kind of solution because of the way we strategize an interview and walk through the process together. But on the other hand, it doesn't have to be the end-to-end solution. It could be just talking to somebody week over week, getting their expertise on, here's actually how you should format your chapters. I remember one of our first meetings, we actually sat down and laid out the, you know, it could change the order and names of them could change, but we laid out the 11 chapters that the book's going to be. We had a table of contents and we had a title page with your name on it and a logo. Right. And it just makes it feel real, you know? And it also it also starts to kind of give you that accountability. I think personal trainer is a good analogy because one, we've kind of set up a standing time to meet together right. and talk through the content of the book. And then I've had to modify quite a few exercises with you. You've had to modify a few different homework assignments that yeah. I haven't completed on time or Precisely. at all. <laughs> yeah. Cause when I do author school, what I like to do is have someone say, okay, like we're going to talk about what the next chapter is going to be. Right. You're going to write it and then I'm going to review it before we meet. And then we, I do developmental editing is what it's called sure. and sit down and strategize it further with you, refine it. And yeah, the first couple times that I gave you a homework assignment of, okay, write this. Um, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this guy's not doing it. And for a second I was like, is this book going to happen? Right. And then we had a couple like breakthrough con- kind of conversations. Yeah, we like, did. What if we did this other yeah. thing and, and tried this new tactic? And I think we're on modified exercise number three yep. and it clicked yeah like as soon as we figured out what to do yep. this this past wednesday 
we just laid down a bunch of words right in the manuscript. Yeah. And I I saw how pumped you were after that. Oh, dude. And like, I'm, still, right. I'm still pumped about it. And I think that's, that's one of the things I'm loving about the, this whole process. It, it is the process. It's the like, you know, there isn't this perfect package formula, right? You, you can have your coaching program and your, your, you know, kind of your pipeline, right? Like that's what any good personal trainer, coach, teacher will have. But yeah. then I think where the real, you know, money, God, I would say, where, where the, where you really are like the, the bang for your buck, like where, where somebody like you is coming in is their ability to adapt and, and adjust to what, the the author in the making is trying it needs in order to to get the best out of them um and that's been so incredible to to do because what it's done for me right is because if i'm being honest like part of the things that i've even shared with you is i come to some of our meetings and i feel this sense of like i've let you down (laughs) yeah because i haven't done what you've asked me to do which is ironic which is so which is some of the topics in the book exactly (laughs) so dumb but but it's yeah part of my personality my journey right that's part of part of where the book is going but but i recognize like you know your ability to then yeah take that and then go no no no, like i'm i'm here to to help you along this process Mm -hmm. um has been has allowed for me to get to experience the beauty of the writing process and i've always struggled with written word always like Uh i could talk and you know verbally express how i feel and communicate in like all day and Mm -hmm. and i'd like to think most of that is effective and compelling and i'm sure it's boring and monotonous for lots of people at different moments you know Pray for my, you know, congregation, my children, <laughs> my wife, all all those things. But, um, but I could I, I could talk with my eyes closed. Uh, it's the it's the writing that I've always just frozen up on and yeah. felt so inept to be able to do consistently effectively. Right. And and I think there's probably a lot of people that are in a similar seat. And, uh, and there's probably people yeah. that sit in the opposite end of that spectrum where like, you know, they are, they, they can't fathom the thought of standing in front of like a group of people and communicating, but they mm-hmm. can crush some, some written stuff and feel like, you know, they're, they're un- unstoppable. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, you know, the difference between like a, like soft skills and hard skills. A lot of people who are my clients are really good at soft skills. Like they're, they're good with people. They can talk, they can improvise, you know? Yeah. And they ha- they're in a lot of contexts where they're leading and sometimes having to make plans on the fly or, or put out a fire because so-and-so are having an argument and stuff like that. And, or being with people like a pastor, like being with people in some, some really like deep and broken and difficult moments while you're processing yourself. Uh, and those are soft skills and writing. I think people don't realize is it's kind of a hard skill in some ways. Like it's not easy necessarily to sit down and crank out 3000 words 10 pages right uh in a day to stay on track for like a writing project uh, or like a ghost writing project there's some artistry to it because i know we th- when we think of like writer we often think of like these uh really famous literary fiction authors and it's so flowy and they have great metaphors and all that what people don't realize is that really good final draft that they have was after like 150 right wrong ways to say it that they just had to power through right and so a, a good writer kind of has that combination of the artistry, but also just the workhorse mentality. Yeah. yeah. Like you really, it, it's, it's just difficult because we encounter the same walls, the same writer's block, the same walls that the, 
that the person who's who's like hiring us or working with us right. encounters the resistance if you will it doesn't go away right you just kind of get better at okay i'm gonna chip away at it today yeah the thing that i think too stops a lot of people from stepping into that space whether it's writing even starting a podcast or something, something where it's communicating a message. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I talk about this a little bit as in the book, but also in, even in these podcasts, I've had these kind of moments where I've shared this as well, but there's this, this isn't new. What I'm saying right. isn't yeah. a new thing mm-hmm. and nothing is like, we know like nothing is new under the sun. I've met some people, I've met some ghostwriting clients who, who honestly think that they have reinvented the wheel. <laughs> well, no, I don't doubt that they, I know <laughs> that they do think that, but then I think there could be this, this concern or this fear that like, is what I have to say compelling based yeah. on the fact that it's like already been said before in like seven or eight of these different books in different ways, right? I'm just sure. pointing to just leadership or principles, you know, all those yeah, kind of things. We but talked about that on Wednesday. We did. And that was, that's yeah. what I want to bring up is I think it's a really impactful thing. It's been a good reminder for me that you've helped me think about and process. Um, and, and that is like, yeah, you're right. You, you, you know, you could have a very similar message because there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet why it should still matter that you are pressing into this and, and potentially share that message yeah. is because it's going to be the message shared from your voice or your perspective right that might be the thing that impacts people in a way that whoever else already shared a similar message may not mm-hmm. and that's the thing i think i want to continue to encourage other people with i might even be listening today is that thought of like if you've got something yeah you know, inside that you're like, man, it fires you up. Like, like when you wake up, you're like, I want to press into this today. Or you go to bed at night and you're thinking about it going like, how do I continue to grow in this and help others grow in this? Whatever that is, that message, that, that thing that like drives you and lights fire inside of you. If you're like, yeah, well, other people are already kind of, man, I just don't, I don't think that you may be considering enough. The fact that your voice, maybe even at the right time, could be the very thing that's effective for somebody else mm-hmm. uh, to hear and actually accept and receive that could change their life or impact them in a significant way. Yeah. Uh, but you've been sharing those things for me as we've been going through this process and that's been super helpful uh, because there's totally those, those concerns and fears uh, rise up, you know, almost like waves, like they go up, they go out and then they come back in mm-hmm. and I, I'm like, ah, you know what? It sounds like, and, and you've been, you've been helpful in reminding me of that. That's what I talk about all the time uh, is, like, okay, C.S. Lewis has this has this speech called Learning in Wartime that's now an essay in, I think, The Weight of Glory. But he says, the time will never be convenient for you to go and study and get your degree. Because he's talking to some students during the World War II who are like, does it even matter if we get our degrees? Mm-hmm. Because what if we get invaded by Germany? Does it even matter? Right. And he he extrapolated that to say, like, it'll it's never convenient for you to go and write your book. It's never convenient for you to go and start your podcast. You'll never feel ready. You'll never feel like, oh, everything's lined up. I have everything I need. It's almost like you'll you'll never feel quite ready to propose. Sure. You know? Well, yeah, at least everyone I've talked to. Sure. Oh, yeah. I remember I asked you, yeah. like, back in the day, like, when do you feel ready to propose? And yeah. you were like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not a real question. It's not a real- you don't actually get to feel ready yeah. is the yeah. thing. Yeah. Anyway, you'll never feel ready. So you, you had better start before you're ready. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people out there who have that manuscript, podcast, business idea, yeah, anything that they've just been dreaming on. And I, I like to say, you'll never know if it's for you until you do it. Yeah. And so like podcasting, writing your book, starting your business, becoming a freelance writer like I did a few years ago. It, if you, how do I say it? If it's for you, 
you'll wish you had started sooner. If you, yeah, if you start it good. and you realize, oh, this is for me. Like this is what, this is what I should have been doing all along. Right. You'll wish you had started sooner. Right. Because you found out, oh, it is. And, uh, it's difficult and it's scary and it's yeah. full of self doubt and imposter syndrome. And something else that I told you, Chase, is you were talking about some of the self doubt you felt something, some like, Oh, I don't, I don't know if what I have to share is new or if it's going to be relevant or it's going to connect with people. I feel naked and vulnerable. And I said, good. So has every single one of your heroes Yeah. before they did that thing. Right. You know, or that person you see on YouTube with hundred thousand or million subscribers, they felt that way. They felt like an awkward, just idiot in front of the camera at yeah. first. Yeah. I've, I've helped write books for like really, really successful quote unquote, uh, influencers yeah. with just six, seven, eight figures of followers. And they'll tell you, Oh, I felt so dumb when yeah. I first started. Yeah. I felt like no one cared. No one was going to listen to me. And the difference between them and the 999,000 other people that quit is one, they started. Right. And then two, they kept going. Yeah. They haven't quit yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. To, to kind of wrap up this segment of conversation, because I, um, because I just, I, I could, I could talk about it for a long time, which mm -hmm. I, we do when we, we, when we get together, which I really do appreciate and enjoy. But one of the things that I, I guess one of the things I'm still tensioned by, um, is this sense of, well, this, this is a quote that I have been embracing more than ever in this season from podcasting to writing this book now. Um, and, and it's that like, if you, I mean, I'd rather start and fail than never start and succeed. Like yeah. that kind of idea of like, you know, doing like doing something that does eventually and that you do end up quitting. Mm -hmm. but I'd rather have that like ability to go if it was this for me or not, like yeah. your, to your point. You get to find out it wasn't and then you have peace. Right, right. Oh, and, and most of the time what happen, what actually happens is like it then it morphs into the the next thing that could be better, right? So like sometimes it's Always. that it's that yeah. piece of like, you know, yeah, maybe maybe the podcast doesn't work out, but now all of a sudden you have another you have a greater insight and experience to another avenue that's actually more for you. But mm -hmm. you wouldn't have got that if you didn't start and fail or stop, right? But I think the thing that I still wrestle with and I hear about this with other people as well. So I know I'm not alone. And yet I've had to grow in just overcoming this uh, or getting past this. Mm -hmm. Is this sense of when I watch people start things and make it a big deal. Mm -hmm. I'm writing a book. I'm yeah. starting a podcast. I'm doing whatever it is. Mm -hmm. A new business. A new this. Um, I, I want you to buy into me in some way or buy something I'm producing or believe into this, follow me, like this, subscribe here, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they stop that thing in a shorter amount of time than maybe I, I look at and go was credible for their next thing that they start. And then they start something else mm -hmm. and then they might start something else. I lose not, I, I guess the things I probably, I feel like I lose is I lose trust or credibility or respect for believing what they're saying and inviting me into because I haven't seen the stick to itiveness or the the not quittingness, mm -hmm. whatever the term is, endurance, longevity of the thing that they've started. And so there's that. That's a thing. Okay. Yeah. Some of that is just the like, why do I? Why is that how I feel? I don't really know. I, I but it bothers me. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. And I, I, I'm repelled by that. 
And yet I also know what I just said before this statement is true. Like I would rather start and then fail than never start and succeed if it's right. Um, And yet there's this piece of me that's like, I think part of what stops people from stepping into something is the like, I don't want to be that. I know how I feel about other people that do this. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to appear or be perceived like that to other people. So I'm not even going to start this because, you know, if they feel about me, how I feel about that, that person or those people that do that, I I don't want that. And I just wonder how many, how many people are sitting in that boat, you know, how many younger people. And I think even older people, middle-aged to older people that might be sitting Mm -hmm. on this, like, I'm too old to write a book or I'm too old to start a podcast. And you know, what if I can't continue it or sustain it? I don't know. I'll just be one of those people that say, and, uh, you know, again, I don't have an answer for that. I will say now that I've been in this podcast now for 21 episodes and I've seen what it takes to get here and good Lord has so much shifted and adjusted even over the time that we've started till now mm-hmm. from quality, uh, video, audio, all of these different things, you know, every, there's been a lot. Um, and I know what it takes now to start some things and the guts it takes to start some things um, that I've been afraid to start. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that because I know you've been in some of this space before. Yeah. Um, but I just wonder how many people are, aren't starting or stepping into something because of that space of like, I don't want to be like or perceived like those people that do that. Yeah. So much I have to say to that. First one, let, let stories like that be a stern warning to you and me totally it's great that the same exact thing could happen to us if we stop with our persistence and we say you know it's not worth it i'm going to quit if it's something we feel like god's calling us to do right and we quit at it right i would say when i first started in freelance writing i told myself this over and over i would rather fail at something i love than succeed at something i hate and it's not like I was out, out in the world doing something I hated, but it was just, I wanted to get extreme with myself. Yeah. And this was something I loved deep yep. down. So I wanted to fail at something I loved or at least, uh, give it my absolute best shot. And that's the second thing is there's a difference between failure and quitting. Totally. And our culture, and I think millennials in specific, but our culture, like we're really good at different like fruits of the spirit, like love, kindness, gentleness. Like there's not many millennials who struggle with like kindness and gentleness I would say but are we good at faithfulness or is that a challenge for us I think faithfulness is such a just such a gap in people even me you know in different this is like my seventh job that I've had yeah and I've just now gotten to the point where I'm like okay Lord I feel like you're calling me to do this for years and maybe even decades to come and I'm committing to it and something I've told the Lord in prayer is I will fail at this, but I will not quit. Like I will lose, but I won't surrender. Yeah. Like I'm going, we're going to do this. And so it's almost like that leave everything and follow me mentality. Yeah. Like this is what I believe I was born to do for my work. And so I'm going to pursue it to the end. Yeah. Not just ghostwriting, but also writing uh, stuff that's under my own name and things like that. Right. And delivering these content interviews. And that's kind of like a, a calling statement for me is I always want to be telling stories and I always want to be writing and making disciples and preaching and teaching and counseling people. And I feel like I get to do all of that with everything I have going on right now. So I had better stick to that, uh, that long middle, yeah. that, uh, continuous obedience, I guess yeah. you call it. Yeah. And so you have to consider, you know, if, if something isn't working out, are you quitting or are you failing? 
Because I think a lot of times we quit long before we've actually failed at it. Yeah. We don't get the views we want. We don't get the traction immediately. It's like, but how many people our age or others start it and then quit after three weeks? Right. Quit after 20 weeks, yeah. you know? And that's not, I'm not sitting here saying like, I'm way better than all of you. I, I'm, I'm doing this because the fact is I'm not essentially different than anybody else. And I've quit so many things in my yeah, life yeah. that I should have kept going and should have, I, I was in so many situations where I realized afterward I was in a way better situation than I thought I was. I was just quitting. I was just not letting my faithfulness be put to the test. Yeah. The second thing is there's wisdom in counting up the cost before you build. Jesus said, count up the costs before you build. Yes. Like these projects, these things on our hearts will challenge our faithfulness to the core. Why? Because again, it's something I shared with you one of these Wednesdays. It's close to our heart. Right. So it's going to rock us once we actually start taking steps in the direction of putting out into the world. Yeah. It's going to shake us the way that something else we would pursue will not. There's a thing called like a, a shadow career where someone wants to be maybe a successful author. Instead, they become a literary agent. Someone wants to become a painter. Instead, they become an art teacher. And I'm not saying some, for some people, they want to become a teacher and that's their dream. So I'm not knocking these, these things and saying they're like by nature inferior jobs or anything like that. What I am saying is people will pass up things that are actually closer to their heart and more, more vulnerable because they don't want to fail at the thing closest to their heart. Because yeah. if they do, what does that say about them? Yeah. Well, I think then there's two things that come to my mind when you say that one is that especially for those of us that are are following Jesus and and are surrendering our lives to Jesus. We really do believe that that there's a call that God uh, has on our life in both like um, maybe a, like an objective call or will of God and a subjective call or will of God to some degree in various forms. But Mm -hmm. bottom line, like if God's called you to something, you know, and we believe that we're stepping into that, like there biblically, we can see a lot of precedent for this. And I've experienced it in my own life. Like there's going to be opposition. Like if you're, if you're doing yeah, normal, right. You're doing <laughs> the thing. what God's called you to do. <laughs> right. That path is not going to be a uh, very uh, easy to walk out, especially because in, in a kingdom sense, like it is going to be pushing darkness back. And we do believe yeah. like in the, the spiritual realm of things, like darkness is not about that. The enemy doesn't want men and women yeah. to step into the Wants call. Wants you God. on the easy path or the, right. the thing that's not right. close to your heart. I, I think to your point about failing and quitting, I think there's a lot of, oppositional moments that come in front of people that are pursuing and stepping into their calling or those things we're talking about and they experience that resistance or opposition from really I also think the enemy at times mm-hmm. I don't think everything's the enemy I don't think every attack or whatever is Satan and you know the devil did this but I do think that that stuff is very real and I think that it's also we need to acknowledge that there are times where just because that's there doesn't mean it's it's time to it's time to quit that's one yeah. okay but here's this other reality right and this is the question I think I'd ask you um and then wrapping into the kind of the final piece of the question I ask every episode we'll get to, but some, like you mentioned, like someone that feels like called to be an artist, but then their shadow career stepping into an art teacher, you know, for maybe yeah. middle school, high school or college or whatever, which again, to affirm there's, that's not a, that's from do the work by Steven Pressfield honor where honors do love it. That's not a second best kind of thing uh, per se. Right. Um, because I also think that there is a point where people realize like my call and passion is this, but I also like realize the even greater and deeper call and passion is helping other people experience this for themselves. Right. So that's part of that teaching world. Right. But there also is this real practical. And I think you're in this right now because you're, you're literally putting your money where your mouth is, which is I got to like provide for myself and potentially 
like my family mm-hmm. financially and there's a lot of that collision right there's how many people are sitting in a job right now to some degree and they're going like well yeah of course i'd love to write books all day long chase and that's what i feel called and passionate about but I have to literally like make money right now to pay for my bills, pay mm-hmm. for my rent, pay for the food to be put on my table for my family. So like, what do you, how do we reconcile those things? Mm-hmm. Where do we have the, the time to do that and the energy to do all that? I've got four or five kids or whatever else it might be. You're, you're in that space right now, right? Where you're like, man, I'm going to give my life to, you know, preaching and teaching God's word, to writing, to communicating, storytelling, to mm-hmm. counseling people. Um, and you're in a place where you're all of that, is also an effort to build into a business yeah. that can provide, is providing, you know, uh, an income to help you provide for yourself and your family and your future. Uh, like how, how do you balance that? Right? Like for the person that's sitting there, maybe in they're working a job they don't want to be working in, you know, but they're going where, where you know, again, there's so many books, there's so many ideas and principles, <laughs> all of that. But from your perspective that you, that you're sitting in, presently like you do not have a nine to five job right now presently working mm-hmm. for another person outside of your own uh copywriting ghostwriting stuff that you have some contracts you are working for some people for them but like it's not like you're how are you doing it and how would you how <laughs> would you encourage other people who are thinking that that thought yeah it's complicated because I, I wouldn't encourage anybody to quit their day job, especially when other people are depending on them. Right. That's, I think that's foolish. Right. And so for me, I only, I was only able to get started in my, as a freelance writer, because one, I was going to school full time and I was basically living off of a student loan. And then two, my wife was working at the time. We didn't have any children and we had some savings built up as well. And so we had, I think about three months of savings where well done good job we wanted to i just wanted to try it you know and 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 say like if if not now then when right you know because it's never going to be it's never going to be an easier time than right now and right now it's kind of hard because i have a full-time plate of grad school going on right and so i just kind of gave myself the experiment i was it was september or so when i first started taking paid work and i i said to myself you have until december to make this amount of money go for it you know it with the 10 15 hours a week that you have right because i was my day job was school. So right. I was writing five, 10 page essays every week. I was going to class four hours, uh, four hours a night, two nights a week, sometimes three. And then probably had like 30 hours of reading and homework to do. It was hefty. Yeah. <laughs> it was part of the reason why I quit. That's a story for another day. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just stored the 10, 15 hours I did have. And our energy will always go toward our highest desires or it'll go towards what we want now. And sometimes I think the enemy subverts and tricks us into thinking that what we want now is what we want most, but it's not actually what we want most. And so all of us have 20, the same 24 hours, the same 16 odd waking hours each day. Yeah. And there are situations where it's straight up not possible. I'm not, I'm not one of those people that's like, you can do anything. You just have to grind. You could, you just have to be super productive. Right. Like there's some people who are working two jobs to make ends meet and barely getting by and more power to them like they are possibly sowing seeds into the into the next generation sure and that is their highest and truest calling sure. really and so if it's not for you it's not for you and if it's something you can't do it's something you can't do yeah but be honest with yourself right do you have that two four eight twelve fifteen hours to give each week into something that you can turn into something that generates income and revenue for you do you 
if you took out all the Netflix, all the Hulu, right. all the TikTok, if you took out some of the social gatherings that you have, what, whatever it is. And if not, like, God bless you. Like, yeah. that means you're already slammed doing right. productive things and blessing the world. Right. So you're already winning yeah. in my book. Yeah. I'm making a comment about that because I think this is even to some of the writing process that you've been helping me see. Whether it's starting a business or trying to step into something like that, writing, whatever. Sometimes I think the mentality we have is like, well, if I don't have time to do it, do it all the way I want to right now, then mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. When the reality is like even some of the writing thing, you've been like, if you rather than try to sit down and for three or four hours at a time writing three to four thousand words, if you took 45 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day and try to hit a yeah. thousand words, you know, over time, the way that that's going to build and compound, you know, to a degree and get your muscles building more slowly. I think all of that to a degree can also be something people can consider. Well, maybe you don't have 15 hours a week to go and step yeah. into that space, but maybe you've got five, 30 minutes each, you know every you know a couple of 30 to 45 minutes every day and you could do something that's going to help you take a step into that space so that when you do have more capacity in a different season maybe you've now you're not starting from from zero maybe you're starting from five because you've been able to build mm-hmm. i think that's something that a lot of people could also consider to your whole principle maybe it's okay right now that you can't you know because i i, I just think that's been something that i've been able to see and learn yeah I, of course i'd love to have like five or ten more hours a week for making this podcast even more effective and breaking it up into smaller video chunks to send out to different places and more people will listen and be engaged. I don't, I, mean, I have four kids. I got a yeah. wife uh, I love and care about and want to get the best of me. I've got a church that I'm leading and a community that I want to reach for Jesus and, and so many other little things that I want to sow into, but I can do with the little bit what I'm doing right now. And I think probably there's more of that for people to think about as well. Yeah, and it goes back to the self-honesty, faithfulness, counting yeah. up the cost. Yeah. I believe one day we will stand before Jesus. Yeah. And he will ask us, like, that life of yours, you know, how what did you do to serve me? What did you do to bless my other children, the, your brothers and sisters? How did you use it? And I want that to be a, as comfortable of a conversation as possible. Yeah, for I sure. I want that to be a great convo, you know? Yeah, for because sure. I don't, I don't want to leave anything on the table. Yeah. And again, I might say, Jesus, I tried my hardest to start this business, tried my hardest to be, you know, this, this husband, this youth pastor, and I messed up some stuff and I, it didn't work out for me the way I thought it would. Yeah. But at least I'll be able to say like, this is what I thought you were calling me to do. And I removed the things in front of me and I went after it. Yeah. And so we're, we're in the, in the in-between now. We'll see whether this succeeds over the long haul, Yeah, you know? Yeah. You sent me a text when you'd started the podcast, your podcast, um, you know, which, yeah, I'm just, so, I'm so proud of you. I'm just so excited to continue to watch and, and, and see how that unfolds in your commitment to see it through to however many it, it becomes, how, what it becomes. But, um, it was something along the lines of like, whatever the last when Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday is in December mm-hmm. of this year, you're like, yeah, like so, the 26th. Or something. Yeah. You're like something like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll celebrate on December. I forget, I forget what it was, but it was to, to the, to, it was, the whole point was like, you were already looking at the end of the year as like, you know, like that's when we're I'm a spreadsheets guy. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I, I mapped it out <laughs> yeah, until the end of the year. Well, I'm, I'm not a spreadsheets guy. <laughs> I want to be. In fact, you shared a spreadsheet with me the other day. Cause I was like, Dude, I need some spreadsheet love in my life. Um, <laughs> So every episode has this question, man. And, you know, I know everybody's got a, a different journey here when it comes to this, but mm-hmm. part of the, the why of this podcast is to really help people get freed up from what's holding them back yeah. so they can build up who, who they were made to be. Uh, when it, you think about your life from the past and, and even maybe present, 
Mm-hmm. What's something that has held you back or is presently holding you back? Uh, and the beat of that question is, how did you overcome it or are you overcoming it right now? Mm-hmm. It's funny because I listened to the episodes with uh, Andy and with Jones. Yeah. And uh, such a similar answer. I, you might expect me to say, oh, it's something about you know hustling and working on this new business. But the truth is, over the last year, I've really, like, God has given me a word for the year every year. But the last few years, he's given me like a 2022.5 or a 2021.5. Yeah. Like a new word has been coming. And so my, my word for 2023 was dedicated. And there were five areas God showed me where he wanted me to dedicate myself. And I did. Like I, I've started working harder and longer than I ever have. Not, and not to the detriment of relationships because that's also something I'm investing in heavily. Right, right. But... I was like, Lord, like, thank you. I feel like you've, you've really disciplined me in the area of learning how to treat my business like my business, right. be a professional. Um, but now I, I realize there's this gap in my life of, I don't always allow myself to feel the love of God for me. Hmm. It's such a deep realization I had, I think at church a couple of weeks ago. No, I was doing, I was doing devos with Alec and, uh, uh, it was in first or second Peter, but throughout the entire, like first or second Peter, um, he always calls his audience beloved, beloved, do this beloved. Um, don't, you know, a day with, for God is a thousand years, a thousand years is a day. He's addressing them as beloved. Yeah. And it just popped out of the page to me. Cause I'm like, I don't believe that. Like, mm. I don't believe that word. I don't believe that I fit in the category of beloved mm. by God. Like not all the way, not in a way that it actually like reduces fear and anxiety and depression in my life, you know? Yeah. Like if I really felt the love of God, would I be so worried about my business finances? If I really felt the love of God, um, how, how would it impact how I show up in in my marriage? And so Hmm. I need the, the fact that I'm a beloved child of God to like bleed deeper into, into my heart, into my psyche, my soul, uh, through the next half of 2023, because Everything in my life is going really well in the sense that like on paper, yeah. I looked at all the main seven categories of my life, um, Jesus, marriage, family, work, friends, ministry, and like hobbies and fun. And they're all like great green lights, you know, yeah. there's obviously things to improve. There's things I can tweak and get better at always room for improvement. But if I look at it objectively, like take a step back and detach from it, they're all, they're all going really well. Yeah. And so why do I still feel depressed? and downcast why do i still feel anxious when i wake up about this or that and i think it's because similar to what you know josh and andy were saying like do i feel the love of god do i feel like i can lean back on him yeah that he's my father that he's going to take care of me or am i just trying to take care of everything myself and now that all the all seven plates are spinning and they're in the air why do i st- still feel that way because i was never meant to shoulder that yeah. that burden yes. I was i wasn't meant to be the main provider or main taker care of person. Yeah. So I need to learn that. Yeah. Like really learn that. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I think a lot of people can and will resonate with that. I I know I do. I know I definitely want to even leaving this conversation today, press into that thought more just for my own life of, uh, I I don't, I don't know if there's a bottom of the barrel there. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't think you can like arrive and hit it. I think there's always going to be space to go deeper in 
in experiencing more of God's love for for you. And so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yes, yeah. Andy had this picture of like kneeling before God and not looking at Him. My, I think my picture would be more like stiff arming God, like yeah. don't don't come any closer, yeah, don't come into this space, like space, yeah, yeah. And so I've been reflecting on First John three one, I think what love the father must have for us that we should be called his children. Mm, dude. Just so good. Reflect on that. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Thanks for sharing, man. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for sharing with us part of your journey today. Uh, thanks for walking with me. You know, like the, the excitement and anticipation I have in, in this journey, in this season, uh, writing this book and continuing uh, to, to spend time with you, get to know you. I mean, I think part of that's part of what, I consistently like going to the gym for is the guys that I know are going to be there to show up and I get to see and talk to and continue mm-hmm. to grow in a relationship. Like I love exercising and I don't, I don't love it. I I'm enjoying it more, you know, it's still a challenge, but like I'm really what pulls me in there. Like Andy mentioned and different people and podcasts are in the gym with us. Is that the relational side? I'm even finding that with you more and more with this book writing process is showing up to, to press in and do the work and process that out. But like also to spend time with you and get to know you. Like I, I look forward to that. I really enjoy it. I leave feeling better, not just as an author writer in the making, but as a man and a lover of Jesus and stuff that uh, in the ministry space. So, um, looking forward to more of that. And, um, and yeah, man, like just to special, this is a big episode for me, like just to finish this thing up for, for me, 21 episodes hitting that 1% mark of podcasts significant. And I'm celebrating that today. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. Um, and, and I do want to continue to press on and encourage you to do that as well. And I know you will. Um, and sharing that I'm writing this book really more from a public standpoint with people to invite them into that journey along with me more. Uh, now that I've shared it, I'm going to start talking about that more and inviting people to kind of go along a little bit more for that ride. Of, you want to share the, the working title? Oh, maybe, maybe just the Patreon. <sighs> How about this? Yeah, okay. The working title. There you go. The working title will be will be on Patreon. That's right. Yeah. You want to you want to know the working title? Jump on my Patreon community. Listen, listen, Patreon. Listen, five bucks a month. You could for a for a cup of coffee. You could be a part of the Patreon community and help me continue to get the message of this podcast and more. And really, the book is actually going to be part of that tour. And for those that have already supported me on there, I, I mean, I love you. Thank you so much for being a part of that because uh, it's it means a lot. But yes, I'll save that for there. Uh, it'll probably come in the next few weeks but it's a huge deal to have you in the cor- in my in my corner uh in this season and um i'm really thankful for you and in your friendship and your investment in to me as a leader like i mentioned earlier now as a an author uh and uh partnering continuing to partner ministry and it's just been a privilege and a blessing to me and, and my family so now i just gotta get an invite to join you yeah, which well, I, you actually didn't yeah, have, so <laughs> let's not push this back onto me. You're, you've been on the spreadsheet for a while, buddy. Technically, yeah, technically I've been invited, but uh, we need to get scheduled, which again is on me um, uh, to be a part of yours. And so, okay, for we'll put all this in the show notes, but how, how can people find you and whether it's like, yeah. man, they want to write a book or they want to, you know, be a part of like maybe checking into some of your services for the copywriting, ghostwriting space or the podcast stuff. Like where yeah. do people go to connect with Cody Churchill? Yeah. So CodyAChurchill.com and churchillghostandcopy.com they go to the same place and if you feel like you should write a book uh i will start teaching you how even if you don't have any money 
like I, I'm really passionate about helping authors become authors. That's something I would do even if I wasn't getting paid. So we can just have the conversation. And then my podcast is called Churchill's Cabinet on Apple, Spotify, and Google. And then um, my main source of content right now is YouTube, youtube.com slash at Cody A. Churchill. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you listen to this and subscribe already to this podcast, go over and listen, Churchill's Cabinet, subscribe, follow uh, from, is it, is it on, it's on Spotify and is it on Apple? It's on both those platforms mm-hmm. and probably more. So pick, pick your platform that you're listening to this or watching this today. It always helps, especially as we're getting started, the podcast space for people to go over there. And even if you don't listen to everything or whatever, like go like, go download, yeah. uh, go follow. All that stuff really helps us kind of just continue to uh, increase visibility and connectivity with people and uh and i know and i know you won't be disappointed because you're going to go get you know encouraged educated and learn from cody in the conversations he's having um as well as just man you're just you're just really good at what you do and you're continuing to get better and better at it from preaching writing podcast hosting etc so lots of great things in store for your future (laughs) and uh for for your ministry you and your wife's ministry i really do believe as pastors i mean your kingdom impact is it's already being um it's already making a significant difference, but it's going to continue, I believe, to do that uh, in the days and years to come. So uh, with that, my friend, (laughs) thanks for joining me today on the podcast. Until next time. Thanks for being my friend, even when I, back when I told you what I really felt about you. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, yes, 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 you're welcome. And thanks for for being honest and and still, still loving me. Bye, everybody. See ya.